welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mint Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamma radiated with both its parents tragically killed before its eyes, and aired live every week only on the non-productive network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio as always by Ken and Pete. Hi, Ken and Pete. Hey, Frank. Sup. On Near Mint, we rank and review comics from best to worst. That's Mint, Near Mint, Good, Fair, and Poor to You Newbies. And try to guide you on what to read and what might be better to avoid. This week, we are delving into free comic book day, which has already passed. So that's probably uh, bad on our end, right? But how can you review comics unless they've come out? We're not exactly. We're not like we're not fancy press people. The word I was looking for. We're not influencers. No one could be influenced by us. But the good news is we are going to review all these free comic book day comics that we got when we went out to explore the world. We're going to tell you a little bit about the initiative for free comic book day. And uh, you know what? There's actually a pretty good chance you could still go out there to your local comic shop and find some of these issues. I've found that more and more as... Uh, this phenomenon has sort of cut, caught on over the last few years that uh, the the comics that comic stores get f- as part of that free comic book day initiative from publishers kind of stay in the back and occasionally they'll come out, especially the good comic book stores. They'll come out, still be free mm-hmm. and still be kind of like incentives to come in at special events. One of my favorite things to do on free comic book day is travel around the wastes of New Jersey. That's where this podcast comes out of and visit all the local stores I can find, find new ones that I really like. If I have friends or family in the area, I stop by, visit them and bring them to a comic book store. And let me tell you, the nieces and nephews love it. Well, what's not to love? I love comic books. I love free things. Mm -hmm. And also, it's a good excuse to spend money on things that you've been meaning to buy. Last year, I got a collected Captain Marvel. Really beautiful. Nice. Nice hardcover. This year, I guess I mostly got trade paperbacks for the nieces and nephews. I've become a caretaker mode where I buy stuff for them. For those of you who aren't aware and are just coming into free comic book day, it's a great opportunity to pick up the free comic books, as you said. It gets people into their local comic book stores. And a lot of the local comic book stores will take advantage of the increased traffic by trying to entice you with uh, some great good deals on stuff that you can buy. Or face painting with Spider-Man. That's cool, too. Well, yeah. last year, the shop that I went to actually enticed me by, uh, as always, always hit me up with free or discounted Hero Clicks. Right. Yes. Nice. Uh, with, with, with the specials for that for that Man, year. We got to revisit Hero Clicks. That's a, that is a hobby we do not spend enough time with. Last year, it was interesting. I got a Hero Clicks. It was um, uh, the Juggernaut, but it was from the old issue of what if Professor X had been the Juggernaut? Oh, all right. So essentially, it was a Juggernaut figure with... All these interesting stats to it. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, it got me into uh, Dice Masters, the the, the, the uh, dice game. Yeah, there's been a lot more uh, gaming store influence in comic book stores, which I am big into. I, I, I like one-stop nerd shopping. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of one-stop nerd shopping, this is your one-stop podcast for all the free comic book day books that we have read and would wish to review. I think we should start off with a big name title one. We just came off of Infinity Month. Avengers has a huge movie coming out. We won't spoil that for you, for those of you who haven't made it out yet. But we are going to talk about the Avengers issue uh, that came out in Free Comic Book Day. I believe it was a mixture. It was Avengers and Captain America, correct? Yes. 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 Correct. I think we all read this one. Yes. Because, of course, we would. I thought it was amazing. I thought Marvel really knocked it out of the park. One of the issues often with Free Comic Book Day is you get like these half half stories. Mm-hmm. They don't come, they're just like an advertisement for the line, uh, or there's something that's been reprinted from a few months ago. This is neither. This is a current storyline, and it's it tells you well, a complete story. Is it, though? I mean, because my thing, too, was going back into this. Wasn't this similar to how Marvel Legacy opened up just six months ago? 
Well, it's in a way a continuation of that. Right. It's picking up on the, the threads that are leading towards Avengers number one, the story that's being told in Avengers number one. Right. Which is the story of the Avengers from 1 million B.C., Right, which are uh, some of the Avengers we uh, know and love, but in their ancient forms. You've got Odin, you've got a caveman Black Panther, perhaps, I guess? Uh, yeah, I guess. You've got an early version of Ghost Rider. Yeah, the Ghost Rider rides a, uh, a woolly mammoth. Of course. And uh, there's uh, there's an Iron Fist. There's, uh, there, there's, there's a, a Sorcerer giant Supreme. green star brand, actually. You, everybody's <laughs> meant to think it's the Hulk, but it's star brand. But it obviously a stand-in probably yeah. for the Hulk. Uh, yeah. Instead of Doctor Strange, it's Agamotto, right. the, the first Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, and the Phoenix, who I apparently Odin was in love with. Of course the, he would uh, be. Come Odin, on. Uh, Phoenix is the one that got away for Odin, apparently. <laughs> that is the most on-character thing I've ever read about Odin. Yeah, yeah I do, I do right. freaking love that. Yeah. So, uh, l- nice little nod to Marvel Legacy um, and a nod to a bunch of things going on in the storylines currently. Uh, and I feel like it was a pretty cohesive uh, story. Not something that you need vitally, but really does fill in a lot of the blanks Having some, being someone who uh, mm-hmm. read Marvel Legacy 1 and was like, what is going on? This is a nice little filler. It's the best kind of a free comic book day story. It's a a story that you can enjoy, but it also wets your whistle for the actual comic books. Right, exactly. Uh, It's like an appetizer. It's a comic book appetizer. Now, what is this big event? Uh, We don't actually know what the name of it, but the the thing that uh, Odin is warning Black Panther is coming, it's the... The final something, the final host was the it? final host final of host the Celestials. Yes, so I'm I'm interested. I don't generally like giant world cosmos ending events, except when you do it with celebration. And this one feels fun. This feels yeah. something about the Celestials always rings my bell. This is enjoyable. It uh, seems to be like it's going to be just self-contained within Avengers. So you know, no not an giant overarching event. event. But it feels like it's got stakes and will be fun. Let's do a quick roundtable review. I would say this is Near Mint. If you could get it, get it. It's cool. Near Mint. Near Mint. Nice. And uh, a great uh, Captain America backup story. Right. So the backup story on this, I kind of want to deal with. Uh, oh, we're going to do this separately? Yeah. Review them apart? I do think so, because this is where we might uh, lose some fans. Uh, very controversial story. We just sort of got off of a, a little while ago. And before, America. You, and before you jump into it, uh, I'm going to rely on you guys, because I wasn't privy to reading those books going into this so i was a little lost reading this backup story i think what's important to say is at least spiritually maybe not directly this is the aftermath of uh captain hydra when captain america for a moment was a hydra agent but was always a hydra agent and all the sort of real world turmoil that happened because of that storyline uh we have a whole episode based on that episode on that arc and a Recommend you find it and download it. It is uh, divisive, but I think there was something interesting that was touched on in this very controversial story arc. And I think this story is written by former Black Panther scribe. Tanisha Coates? Yeah, that's right. I think this is the payoff, potentially. This is obviously just a mini story. But this is the payoff of having a very awkward Captain Hydra moment. Is you now have a story that deals with America as it currently currently is this kind of America against itself the the reality of the world many of us find ourselves in right now I know not everybody reads comic books for reality and that is a valid point but if you want to see not American pie 
America back the way it used to be, good old days, Captain America, Steve Rogers. If you want to see the Steve Rogers who has to face America and what it has become, this is an interesting story. And in my opinion, some of the best Captain America stories to date. Yeah. Yeah, historically have been like, that. Like the best ones are him, uh, you know, trying to wrap his brain about what America is today. Right. I agree with that. Uh, and I think this is a nice little teaser of what it could be. I don't know what this shadowy organization that may have rose raised up to replace Hydra, but the fact that you see two major rioting factions, some pro-Hydra, some anti-Hydra in America fighting, and a bunch of what looks like... Well, I don't even know if we want to... I guess we should a little bit, a bunch of um, super soldier clones, it seems. Um, I believe they, they are versions of the character Nuke, who featured into Captain America stories and Wolverine stories. During the, uh, the, the now era, I believe. I be, he was at, yeah, they brought him back then, but he, pre, he, he existed previously. But he is, basically all you need to know is that he is another iteration of the super soldier, the attempts at duplicating the super soldier program, this time basically through drugs. I think there's a lot of potential in the story. That's why I'm going to give this in itself a mint. Yeah, I'm going to stick with near mint. Uh, I, it's, it's a very well done story. I'm part of the the group of people that probably doesn't really want a story that's going the way this goes fair enough all right let's keep it in the house of marvel go to the next one the amazing spider-man oh why the heck fire and brimstone not so this is another double issue kind of thing Uh, a small marvel's thing apparently amazing spider-man story and then a small guardians of the galaxy story uh, as for the Amazing Spider-Man, I am—I love Dan Slott. I love his run on it, and I actually really enjoyed this story. It was pretty brief, had a quirky Spider-Man, had some amazing jokes in it. Mm-hmm. I am in favor. My favorite uh, joke in this was that uh, despite the alien attacks and what have you, um, there people uh, rent in New York is still too damn high. <laughs> yeah, and specifically because pop-ups keep coming up wherever there's rubble. Uh, what was the name of that pop-up? Do you remember it? Oh, uh, it's something. It is um, nobody. Uh, nothing can stop the, the jugger noodle. noodle. Yeah, the jugger noodle. Jugger noodle. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a very fun read. I think it was a very fun read, uh, and I liked the little twist at the end. That again, it, it was just enough of a hook to make you say, "Oh wow, I want to pick up the book." To find out what happens with this. Yeah. And without giving away too much, it is, I feel like, a throwback to the kind of Spider-Man stories you might have read as a teenager, depending on how old you are, or you may have read in newspapers. That kind of family stories, the 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 misunderstandings and the roommates and the, oh my god, I'm living with my aunt, that yeah. whole deal. And I, I think I like it. I mean, it's fun. Throwback, throwback too, for me, is the, the potential villain aspect in, of introducing the kingpin as the current mayor of New York. Yeah, I like that. He's actually line. been mayor of New been York mayor for a while, but I mean, and I, I believe isn't the mayor anymore. Well, but. Keep in mind, a lot of people are picking up these free comic book days as a re-entry point back into comics. So if it's new to you, it's new. Yeah. This is a good way of just get a little tease. By the way, this is what we've been doing in Marvel. We've been making Kingpin mayor. And uh, yeah, we'll see how this whole roommate situation works out. (laughs) So the other side of this issue is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. So uh, again, I guess I'm being super optimistic with Marvel today. I it was hard to follow. It was completely a recap of what's actually been going on in Guardians of the Galaxy and related books for quite a while. But we just came off of our Infinity Month. We just came off of the Infinity War movie. And to be honest, this weird hodgepodge of 
Marvel Comics and uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe was kind of what I needed. I wanted to see... That's not uh, what it was, Frank. I think it was. No, th- this was all stuff that's been... It's a recap of what's going on in the comic books. I understand that. Okay. I said that. But my point is, like, I, I haven't read the comic books in, since the, what, the 90s comics we read for the Infinity Month. And the last I left Drax, he was a completely different character. The last I left Gamora, significantly different character... Uh, Star Lord, of course, didn't even appear. But like you know, the Star Lord I grew up reading wasn't isn't really the Star Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. Even Groot is a little different. And this is my first attempt to get back into Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's an interesting mix of standard Marvel comics that have I've read growing up. Obviously, it is a recap of Marvel comics that are happening now, but just enough MCU in there where I'm like, this feels familiar. And for me, uh, call me a Fairweather fan or whatever the hell you want, I'm I'm much more up-to-date on movies than I am in the comics. So this was a neat little catch-up thing. And I liked all the little flavor, but it, it was a little awkward to follow. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, all, what this reminded me of was, uh, especially back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when they used to do those recap pages in the beginning of what's going on and who's who. That's what this was, but it went on for a lot of pages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This was only a recap. There was no, I think, original content, except for maybe the border stuff, I think, may have not appeared in any other book. Well, I'll tell you, as, as apparently the only one who's actually read the uh, this whole Guardians since their relaunch right at the uh, right about the same time that the first Guardians movie came, when this lineup uh, came together, uh, this was actually very confusing. Really? Yeah, I've, I've read all of the stories they're recapping here, and it was very hard to follow. And I'm, I'm sitting there scratching my head with the, it's not really how it happened, and uh, wait, what's going on? So I'm a little confused as to are they trying to do some retconning here or what? Interesting, interesting. Um, so yeah, my, my review for this entire Marvel book is going to be near mint. I, I enjoyed it. I think it would be pretty good to get you caught up on the books and actually give you enough hooks to want to keep reading. How about you guys? It was fun going back to your initial take of uh, talking about Dan Slott originally working on, uh, on them beforehand. I kind of miss Dan Slott's style and voice in this, to be honest. So I'm kind of going to go good with it. You know what? For the whole book, I will give it a, a near mint. I'll agree with you. It's definitely worth every penny you pay for it. <laughs> Although, you know, if I were to break it up, I would probably rate Guardians a little bit lower. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. All right, so we, uh, we're we coming towards the end of the books we read together. I want to do a quick aside, talk a little bit about why we do Free Comic Book Day. So I think a big pull on Free Comic Book Day for a lot of publishers, and I've seen a lot more, I feel like I've seen a lot more independent publishers picking up on the concept, is it's a good way to get people's feet in the door. If you're going in this expecting someone to make a $5 or a $10 or a $20 investment on a comic book, they may never pick your book up. But a free comic book sample could, if done correctly, get people interested. So I actually picked up a couple. First of all, there's Silver from Dark Planet. Have you guys heard of that book? I have not, Frank. I did not either. I got a copy and it's a black and white book. Really interesting. It's set in, I think, the 30s or so, and it's it's got it's got like a loop in the third feel to it. You've got a master detective, not master detective, master thief, who is attempting to steal the silver from this priceless collection that's going up on sale, and he's outsmarting all the the detectives that are attempting to uh, to stop him. And in the attempts to hide from the detectives, he uh, kind of uncovers a weirder mystery that. 
I think brings in the supernatural elements that seem to be in the background of the book. I have never heard of this. Uh, it's been around for a while. I never picked up an issue. I am hooked. I would actually, I think this is a successful endeavor. It got me interested in just the first quick story, and it was a pretty good standalone story uh, to read more. Now, whether I'll read any more after the first few issues, that, that remains to be seen, but I'm at least going to give it a shot for the first few. Uh, so really cool if you if you like Lupin the Third. Uh, another book that I was really kind of just pulled in by was, and this is the one that's a little weird, Strangers in Paradise. Which has been heard? around for a long time. That has been mm. around for a while. And yeah, I am, I guess, embarrassed to admit that I've seen this in comic book stores for years. Never, never picked up a title. Me neither. Don't even have a clue what it's about or I didn't before I picked up the free comic book day version. Three Comic Book Day, read it. It is this, again, really interesting slice of life book. It starts off with a guy on a train. I love the narrative flow of the story. It's like it's like a masterwork on sequential art, just following this guy walking out of his uh, subway train and him getting pickpocketed and just all the silence in the beginning and the minimalist dialogue. And then what happens when his uh, wife finds out that there may be something going on more than just a the average pickpocketing. Very quick, super mysterious story. I immediately went and searched for the details of what this this arc is about, what this um, series is about. I don't know. Now that I know more details about it, I'm not sure I will. It's a big dive in. Like, it's really deep. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a lot of volumes. So I'm a little, a little intimidated by it. But the story was solid. The art was amazing. This brought me closer to picking up that first volume than anything else has. And uh, I don't know. I'm kind of interested in that, too. I may have to check it out, too, because I've always been a fan of Terry Moore's art. I've just never really read anything that he's done. Yeah, and it's weird to be, like, a fan of this and be exposed to this and still not dip your feet in. But we're living in the golden age of media. Like, right. there's so much to read. There's so much to watch. There's so much to do. It's really hard to... to to take that first step. So I'm really glad that this is an opportunity for people, not just getting kids involved in comics or people finding their, their local comic store for the first time. Free comic book day lets you get involved. Even if you're like an old fart like us, <laughs> you get involved and find a series you would have never given a shot beforehand. Uh, finally on my list of newbie stuff that's uh, newbie to Mimi uh, is uh, World's Greatest Cartoonists, which was an anthology put together by the awesome people from Fantagraphics. And I really did enjoy this. So this is a little bit heftier than some of the other free comic book day books you've seen. But it's a collection of all these artists, a lot of these independent artists who put together little splash pages of what their work is like. And uh, again, you, you don't it's rare to find this stuff in print anywhere. So finding it in print in a comic book store for free was really cool. Uh, I, if if there's a huge book coming out, and I think there is, they were talking a little bit about there being more coming out from, from Fantagraphics. I cannot wait to pick it up. Very cool. So highly recommend all three of those. Uh, the, the book I'm probably most interested in reading out of that, if I had to pick one, uh, I'm maybe Silver. I like I love Lupin yeah. the Third, I, and the thing is, I'm not entirely sure that Master De Master I keep calling him Master Detective, but it's it's actually Master Thief. I'm not even sure if that's most of the story going forward. I actually think it is mostly about Dracula and his <laughs> and his stuff being auctioned off and stolen by this Master oh, wow. Thief. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Makes sense. 
All right, so yeah, what else do you guys have that you want to review from Free Comic Book? Uh, well, I read one that wasn't actually from Free Comic Book Day, but it, it kind of tied in. It was uh, DC Nation number zero, which was a, I guess, kind of a preview issue of DC's new uh, DC Nation book, which is going to be kind of a uh, an anthology slash fanzine. Oh, I love I love those two words. So yeah, please uh, go on. But this was offered starting last Wednesday as kind of a, I guess, teaser for Free Comic Book Day at a special price of 25 cents. I really like nickel and quarter pricing and dime pricing. Yeah. I, I, there's something about being able to actually hand over a little bit of money and be like, here's my two bits. And, and, it, and normally it's DC are the ones that actually do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this was actually really good. Uh, it was separated into three different stories. A What was billed as a Batman story a Superman story, and a Justice League story. Uh, the Justice League story is the last one. It's kind of a, uh, a lead-in to the new Justice League series that are coming out, the, the No Justice storyline, uh, which is big, catastrophic consequences for the, you know, kind of like what's going on over in Avengers and Marvel. Right. If you have the world's most powerful heroes, you need to give them the world's most powerful thing to deal with mm -hmm. because Galactus can't rob a bank every week. That's yeah. a throwback to another. I know Galactus is in DC. Don't, don't but, write letters, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Superman was a taste of Brian Michael Bendis' writing on there and gives us a... a okay, cool. Because yeah. this is, you know, Brian Bendis is starting off his run on Superman now, but gave us a, a, a little bit of a taste of the direction he's going with the Man of Steel. But the one I liked the most was the Batman story, uh, which was titled Your Big Day. And it's interesting that they... That, on the splash page, they call it Batman in Your Big Day because Batman does not appear in this story. For those of you who have not been following DC Comics, the big event in Batman over the summer is that Batman is going to be marrying Catwoman. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, I believe on July 4th. Huh. One of many weddings that are coming on in the comic book universe these days. Yes, but this story is actually a Joker story. And it's the kind of Joker story that we haven't gotten in a while. It's the kind of, it's just the Joker and his victims. And it's it's just a slice of his insanity because the Joker has broken into a man's house because he is expecting his invitation for Batman's wedding. So he's heard that Batman and Catwoman are getting married and he, it just logically, he must get a, an invitation. Batman would obviously want him to be at his wedding. Yes, makes sense. Uh, and they're work friends at least. And I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything by uh, getting too in depth to it. But the uh, the the owner of the house does ask him, well, why do you think that he's going to send you the invitation at my house? Is it, Joker says, well, he's got to send it somewhere, sometime. This is somewhere and sometime. So, I expect it'll be here. Interesting and creepy. And as hell. it's it's just this little little slice of watching the Joker psychologically torture someone, even without that being his goal. You know, ju just by the nature of being near the Joker, how that insanity rubs off on you. And it's it's a very good story. Even though it's dark, it makes you laugh, and I I can't recommend it highly enough. But how do you recommend it? I uh, I rec recommend the book overall, Near Mint, the Your Big Day story, Mint, all the way. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. 
All right, next we're going to bring up another book we've all read. I am. Uh, I was very eager that we would all read this book because we all come at this in this very long history uh, at different levels. It is the Doctor Who Free Comic Book Day special, which from the start I'm shocked that they had. I really am. I'm surprised that there was Why? a free. I don't know. They've I don't, been doing it for the last couple of years. I have never gotten a free comic book really? day Doctor Who thing. Really, I never got one. I'm so. So jealous. Yeah, I, the last one I remember, I don't, I don't think I got last year's, but I got the one from uh, two or three years ago. Oh, yeah. it's so cool. And this thing is a, is it a three-part story? Was well, it's it? three different stories. Three yeah. different stories. Yeah, you're right. Not three Four part. if you want to be really accurate. Really? Okay, well, we'll go with four and then we'll try to recount it. I can't Well, that one pager at the end. Oh, okay. If you want to. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is, it's a three-parter, three, three different segments, each one following up on a different doctor i think we start off with the it's it's called the 10th doctor right. is is the story from the first uh, volume for, first section I mean, i've got a i've got a bone to pick with yeah. that one yeah. the second one is i believe the 7th the 7th doctor, the seventh doctor mm-hmm. and the last one is 11th doctor right. so 28 doctors if if, <laughs> if you're doctors are additive right now i'm not sure about the additive property of doctors i want to talk a little bit about what free comic book day means again i think a big part of it is uh, getting people back into comics or getting people into the comics for the first time. Uh, for me, I've read Doctor Who comics since forever, uh, but it's been a while since I've been involved. There's no storyline here that I feel like I'm catching up on necessarily, uh, although I turned out to be wrong about at least one of them. But as a new reader, especially a new Doctor Who reader, imagine the baggage that comes in going, wait, how many different Doctors are there? Mm. And they're all the same person, but they're at different times. It's hard. Frank, is this the first time that you're uh, you're picking up a, a Titan Comics Doctor Who? I don't think so, but it's it's uh, I haven't read much of it. Yeah, I, I was just wondering, you know, when you talk about being a Doctor Who comic fan, are you talking, you know, just going back to the old Marvel ones? Yeah. Or yeah. you know. primarily the Marvel ones, but I've read a couple of Titans ones. Titan okay. ones as well. IDW had the most, and IDW that. as well. Yeah. I think they handle that pretty well from the perspective of a person who's sort of not well into the Doctor. I think you could pretty much pick up any of these stories and get get it pretty smoothly. I think I think so. I, we'll we'll have to read this to a person who has never read any. Well, I have not actually really read any Doctor Who oh, really? comics and as as you mentioned we're all on different levels. I don't have much Doctor Who background. Really the only uh Doctor Who TV I've watched has been 11 and 12. So I actually have a question okay, about cool. uh, the, the, the first this. comic, the, the, the first uh, story, The Tenth Doctor. Okay. Uh-huh. And Let's it, get it, a little spoilery into this. I think it's more fun that yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the story focuses on uh, a character named Gabby Gonzalez. Yes. yes. Uh, is she new to this? All right, I actually had to research this. She is in the comics as as a, a companion. She yeah. was she wasn't part of the TV series. Okay. Yeah. I I, I got the feeling I, I I figured I would have known about her if she was in the series in the TV series, but I wasn't sure if she pre-existed in the comics. I wasn't sure either while reading it. I'm like, I don't I don't they it feels like a character that has backstory, but then I looked at it afterwards and I'm like, oh, she has been in a lot of the comics. This is what I kind of appreciate about the comics is the comics can do what they can't do on TV, but what they also do is um you tend to forget that what we're seeing on TV with the doctor isn't all happening chronologically. Right. When he drops his companions off, these comics acknowledge that, no, he's off with other friends and companions doing other things over certain periods of years. Mm-hmm. And they even kind of tease that on the show quite often where someone, 
an episode will begin not even in media res, but like as another adventure that they refer to comes to an end, but that you never see the adventure. You've never seen that adventure. Right. Yeah. The, the, the Paternoster gang. Yeah, exactly. Is is an example of that one, which yeah. I watching that for the first watching them for the first time, I fully thought that these there were recurring been, characters yeah. that had been going on for years in the in the uh, TV show, but no. And I mean, it's not just comics; it's expanded beyond that because um, when they did the 50th anniversary and they brought Paul McGann back, the Eighth Doctor, to do that 15 minute segment that, that actually showed his regeneration going into it, it was like a, a, a short that was on YouTube and everything. I don't know if you guys got to see I that. I've not, not seen that. No, it's fantastic. But at one point in the end, right before his regeneration, he's making um, comments about past companions, uh, asking for forgiveness from them. And they weren't even in that one solo movie he was in. They took it from the audio dramas that Big Finish does. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Very you know, interesting. I, I believe there's a, an entire doctor, an entire incarnation of the doctor that exists only on biscuit wrappers. <laughs> Listen, but I don't. But yes, to go back to answer your question, no, Gabby <laughs> Gonzalez was not part of the TV series, but okay. is the main one of the main characters in this story. She is a previously established character. Right. And I, uh, you know what? It was a pretty, it was pretty light on story, but I'm sure that people who are fans of the character appreciated seeing her brought back in to the storyline, probably at a point that seemed very close to her, her tragic demise and cute. I like the twist of being saved by uh, 13 or 12, 12, 12. It depends. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they. I'm not sure how they address that. No, they no, they have. It's twelve. Oh, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can I also bring up the fact that she's an artist, and when we get the page of her sketchbook, the obvious Disney esque Doctor image. Oh, really? Get, yeah. I yeah. Mean, if you take a look at that that page. Oh yeah, yeah. There is a there. So apparently that I I'll, I'll flat out admit it. I did not know about this character. I looked her up, and one of the interesting little conceits of her is that she is an artist. And that some of the things she draws becomes real, which is an amazing yeah. uh, device in yep. a comic story. So even her journals, I think, somehow fill in the story, even though she's not there to write them in. That's uh, that's cute. I think it was pretty clever. Our second story for us old farts, again, amusing to see the Seventh Doctor and Ace back at it. Hey, who's this dumpy guy? <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Radagast? <laughs> I was trying to remember the race of potato-headed aliens, and that's uh, definitive of <laughs> Dumpy. Um, yeah, I, so I'm not, I'm, a, I'm not a huge fan of the whole "Who is this mystery person who destroyed all our armies?" conceit that happens in Doctor Who a lot. But I guess you just you gotta get accepted by now. But it's fun when you find out that it's the seventh Doctor involved in it. Yeah, you not know? not really the most. And having Ace, I mean, there it's just like that actually worked With for baseball me. Baseball bat, yeah. Uh, oh, you Ace does doesn't go anywhere without that baseball of bat. Of course, uh, but but really light on story in this one. Mm. This is only exclusively a teaser that I think maybe only plays to the fans of the Seventh Doctor. I don't know, Pete. What did you think of this? <laughs> Who is this dumpy guy? <laughs> no, that's. I, I mean, I I, I get he, the gist of it. I I. It doesn't really necessarily make me want to read any more about yeah, him. I, I I suspect this is a fan. This is a this is if you're fans of the classic Doctor, we do that too, kind of thing. Uh, our final story in this book is uh, one of the more popular current Doctors, uh, Eleven, uh, and uh, starting off in his most popular phase, which is manically searching for food. <laughs> Which is what everybody seems to love about him. He has not, I don't think he mentioned anything about his bow tie, but you know, that would have gotten them 
That would have been two on the or nose. Fez. Yeah. Well, two. no, this would definitely be pre-Fez. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Before he realized that Fezes are cool. The idea of uh, the doctor going to a space uh, diner, diner is yeah. great. I love it. I really do enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and, and I, it's it's it, what he does there is very, very eleventh Doctor. Absolutely, yeah. I would say very Doctor Who. As much as I dislike the whole, which is the Doctor that stopped all our armies, the Doctor stopping a fight and getting them to silently share an ice cream in the booth behind him, mm-hmm. it was delightful. Yeah. I really enjoyed the hell out of that. And the lesson being, try new things. Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. Try new things. <laughs> or don't. Yeah. Or don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about that ending. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did enjoy the book. Overall. Surprisingly, though, the other two told us to you know keep out for whatever that story arc was was coming out, and, th- and this one just leaves us with the eleventh Doctor will return. Yeah. There was no setup for it. I Probably th- at some point. Yeah. yeah. I think popular enough to be like, hey, eleventh Doctor books, you're gonna read these, and I do like the little bit of explanation, a couple pages of how Titan books work. And how you could pick up any volume. I did not actually know that. You could pick up any volume and they work like a series or a season, depending on whether you're U.S. or U.K., mm-hmm. what terminology you want to use. And they're all kind of standalone. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And what was that fourth story that you teased at, Pete? Oh, uh, warp, 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 which <laughs> is apparently how you write the sound the TARDIS makes. All right. <laughs> I'm sure they're not. It's not always that. Uh, okay. With... with uh, I guess we're calling her 13. Yeah, I think she's uh, a 13. Popping out basically almost exactly what we've seen yeah. in the little teasers that we've gotten of her so far. Exactly. And this is just a teaser, although this might be the first uh, depiction of her in comic form, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so what do we uh, want to... Real quick, too. One oh. of the other things, you know how you were talking about that getting these books uh, you know, is a great starting on point to break into this particular story arc that might be going on? The other tool that it's used for is for the merchandising aspect of other things. Merchandising. Yep. You know, uh, we got to see that um, there's a wedding in Marvel coming up within the Avengers book. That's right. It is uh, an an ad for it. Uh, Cloak and Dagger uh, premieres in June. Um, Yes, yes. Also true. Within the Doctor Who book, um, I saw something that I hadn't heard of and researched it, and it's the new Doctor Who Time of the Daleks board game. I went on and saw the rules of how it works, the mechanics of it. I love it so much. It just got delivered today, so I can't wait to get home and wow. open this up. It works. Free comic book day, <laughs> BBC shop. You heard it here first. Send all your money to your Titan Books partners. And uh, and, and game night at Nompro soon. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man, I, I would definitely love to play that. I don't know. Speaking uh, of the merchandise, I'm a big fan of the Doctor Who, Mr. Man. I was I was oh. waiting for that. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> man. I, that's adorable. That's perfect. It's all the it's all the doctors as Mr. Man in the Mr. Man style. Or Mr. Man. I always love that. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, and it's uh, two for one, uh, you know, UK references. So let's rank this book. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, for what it is, I mean, it's great, but uh, I would go near mint. I'm going near mint on it too. Yeah, we'll come pretty close to near mint. All right, yay. Okay, cool. So uh, overall, I think Free Comic Book Day was a success. I hope you guys had fun out there. I would highly recommend if you don't, even if you have a favorite comic book shop. 
Go to comicshoplocator.com, put in your zip code, find local comic book shops for yourself, and go out and explore. Meet other geeks who have a similar interest as you. Talk about the latest movie, TV show. Oh, TV show. Again, I got to let you borrow my Riverdale free comic book day. Thing. Yes, absolutely. It was, it was really good. I haven't watched any of the show yet, but the comic is amazing. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, and there's a lot of good stuff on this network. If you enjoyed the show, please like and follow and subscribe and do all those cool things and tell your friends. Go to that local comic book shop and yell our name out as loud as you can. It really does help the show a lot. Thank you all for listening and have a good one. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.